Here we go. What a beautiful song. I love it. Every time I hear it. Isn't that great? Yeah, I like to use that. It's, uh, it's great that we can can we use that as our intro here and there. It's great to be able to use it. I love it. But what, a, what a great arrangement. And uh, th- those voices are fabulous. Hey, folks. Welcome aboard. My name is Andy Kimball. We have Amanda Love in the UK. I'm here in the USA. And this is the Andy and Amanda show that you've joined. And to get on board and join our conversation, all you got to do is pick up your phone and dial 515-605-9888. And to get in touch with the show, just drop us an email at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. Let us know what's on your mind. And uh, if you want to join the show, if you're international, and we are, our audience internationally is growing like crazy, our numbers all around the world are really, really beginning to yeah. gain some leverage here. And uh, if you want to join us from another country outside the United States or North America, simply... Drop us an email again at andydemandershow at gmail.com, and uh, we'll send you a link that all you do is click it, and we can get you on that way, but you do need a microphone and um, and headset or something so you you know so we can hear you and you can talk back to us. So anyway, that's – and also, I keep forgetting to mention this, we have a chat. We have text chat live when we're on live, um, and you go to the uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Andy and Amanda Show. And you can join us, and you'll see a text screen that enables you to correspond with us over by texting. We could, you know, yep. maybe we'll ignore you, depending on what you have to say. But, you know, hey, <laughs> you try it. <laughs> we we oh, might even ignore your calls. But, you know, hey, try to get on, you know. Yeah, it would be lovely to interact with you guys. Seriously. Yeah, come and join you know. the show. Be yeah, part join, of it. You know, join the conversation, folks. What, what's on your mind? Tell us a couple of jokes or what's what's uh, concerning you these days or not or what's going on in your life. And, you know, and, and we don't there's, – well, there's nothing we don't talk about on the show, everything from A to Z. You name it, we talk about it. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> you know? So how are you, dear? How are you, Mr. Kimball? I, I'm doing pretty darn fine, thank you. I really am enjoying life here in Southern California and um, doing doing fine and uh, – Doing some more music, writing some more tunes, and uh, slowly but surely looking to get this new record out. We'll see what happens and when it happens, but I've been saying that for a long time. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I've got a, a bunch of recorded ideas, and that are real, some are really mm-hmm. good. Some of the tunes, some are, some are better than others, but but some of the ones I, that are really I good. I mean, you like to, you know, if I like the song, then that that means something to me. You know, if I like, wow, this is... This well, yeah, is, you, you've got to like your own music, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You know? And if you feel really strongly about it, then... Yeah. 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 Sometimes I, I hear some of these, like, you know, where, you know, if I'm either on the road or somewhere and I'm in a hotel or, or at, home, at home, whatever, and, and, and I'm, I'm picking up a, uh, you know, I get my guitar out and I play a few lines and I'm like, yeah, this is good. I'm, you know, just fooling around, you know, and I pick yeah. up my cell phone and put on a recorder and... Um, and you know, label it new song idea. You should see how many new song ideas I have on my phone that never go anywhere. Oh, you know? I can so relate. Seriously, um, I've got like a, a little log of well, it's more than a little log. I have to clear it because, of course, it takes up like the the whole voice recording thing can take quite a, a hefty amount on your phone if you leave it to build up, which I did. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, well, I got to yeah. do something with this. This is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it gets crazy, <laughs> doesn't do it? it? It, it does, and um, yeah, I, I don't, and I've had even people, you know, uh, I've uh, put notes on Facebook a while back, or whatever social media, I don't know, a couple of things, and uh, uh, put some guitar music, like guitar songs, out there, and say, hey, folks, here's an opportunity for you to 
participate in the writing of an Andy Kimball song that'll be recorded and you'll get the credit for it. You know, give me, give me the lyrics and blah, blah, blah. And, and I got a whole bunch of submissions from people and even some fans that had seen my shows and, and fans back in Philadelphia, oh. my, my, my old stomping ground and, you know, hometown. Um, and I've got a lot of lyrics and some are, some of them are, are rather good, you know, but the issue I found was that if it doesn't come out of my soul and my heart, I can't climb into it. You know, somebody's lyrics and I try to make them oh, work in my yeah. song and they do work and they fit and I can make it work, but I'm not in, I'm not, it's not me. It's not, it doesn't come out of me. I can't, you know, you know, just, and if I can't climb into a tune and own it, I can't do it. I just can't do it, you know. So, know, um, yeah. you know what I mean? Completely. It's all from the yeah. soul. It's all about the soul and about the music and putting the two together and bam, you got to get out there making that connection and creating that drive and creating that feel and making it work, you know, and, and it all kind of comes together at once. And if it's, uh, and, and I guess that's why, you know, thinking about it, I think my, my own compositions are, are so far and few between. And I, um, I envy songwriters. I can just sit down with a pad and just bam and blast out these tunes and make things happen. Oh. And I just, I just can't do that. I, I never that's, was able to do it. That's the thing, though, sweetheart, isn't it? That, you know, we all have, each artist has his own process of creating a track, you know. And you, I'm sure you've had this because I've had people approach me before and say, how the hell do you write a song? I'm like, um, <laughs> okay, I'll explain how I do it. <laughs> but for me, it's usually either, and it, it kind of rotates from either being lyrics first and then the music, or mm. music and then the lyrics, or if I'm very lucky, I get both at the same time, which I went through a stage of having that for a great period of time. I was like, my goodness, this is incredible. And then it kind of changed. I was like, what's going on? What's going wrong? Uh-oh. <laughs> and you've had, you've had, you know, yeah. we played some of your tunes on the show. You, you, you have some great compositions. I and mean, when you, when you, oh, when you climb, you. when you do a tune, they, I mean, it's, they're really, really good. I mean, you're singing and your compositions and, you know, you compose them. It's not just you playing piano. You've got all these things going on. These, these, you know, synthesizer things and background and melodies and your vocals comes on top and it's done so well. And, uh, Thank you, darling. I'll reward you later for that one. Ooh, ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, now, now, now we're talking. It was really hard. Yeah. Oh, anyway, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get what uh, you're saying. Uh, but sh- surely you've had people approach you and ask you how you do your music and how you do songs and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 yeah. I and I tell people, and I've heard some other artists do this as well um and you know what, what i typically will do is pick up the guitar and just you know i'm not, i just kind of create some space and sometimes i just i've got guitars all over my place it looks like a guitar store and i'll pick up the guitar and fool around and usually the guitar it's hard to to make sense of this but a guitar asks me or actually tells me not asks me tells me what it, what we need okay. to do together right now it, it, here here's you know it's almost like this communication and i know it's you know pieces oh, of wood and, and strings you know but there's definitely a bond there's definitely and it comes out of my mind i know that obviously guitars don't talk but they do talk <laughs> they, you yeah, know what i mean they, they do and you feel it you feel the guitar you feel it up next to your body and you put your finger on the on the guitar neck you you, you form some shapes and it begins to speak to me as to what where we're going together, where are we going with this? You know, the guitar and yeah. I, together. You know, where, where, are we, where are we both traveling to right now? 
you know, back in time, in a future time, in an emotional state of being. What, what are we doing here? And um, and I come up with these guitar licks, and and some of them are, you know, some of them are, are you know, things I've never done, or or improv- improvisations of things I have done, and new ways of doing them, finding new notes, new things, new new whatever progressions, and and they become a song. What I'll typically do is come up with some words that don't make much sense at the time, but but I'm able to determine where where do the rhymes come in, where do the breaks come in, where do the you know where does it go. And and if you begin to write a tune, and the words might not make perfect sense as you're first scratching out these lines that are consistent with what the guitar is doing, mm-hmm. and you get halfway through the tune, and you look back, and then it begins to make sense. You might make a little tweaks and things here and there, yeah. you know. But but yeah. but then so so the songs I write, I have no idea what they're about till I'm halfway through them or more, you know, more than halfway through them, you know. Yes. There's been moments like that for me too, where I've just started writing, and it, it, it's yeah. kind of flowing. It, it, it make it kind of making sense, but then I've got halfway through a track, uh, yep. I'm not a track, the song, and it's written, mm-hmm. and I'm reading it through, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what wanted to come out. And sometimes I can write a complete song, and then the meaning will hit me, like weeks or months later, and I'm thinking that has some relevance in my life right now. So I find that what I write is usually has um, something from me that I'm experiencing or going through subconsciously that I'm not necessarily consciously aware of. I can also consciously write something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I can imagine a situation like somebody's, I don't know, going through a, a divorce or a breakup or whatever, because that's usually typical songs. And I can imagine what that feels like for me, and then write about it like a story. Um, I've always been very uh, gifted to be able to do that, place myself in any situation and write about it. But mm-hmm. um, quite often, 90% of the time, my songs are usually representing something I'm currently going through that I haven't been aware mm-hmm. of yet, or mm-hmm. I have been aware of, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it just falls out. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, you, you, you know what I find, too, is a lot of songs are about breakups, a lot about breakups or love relationships. Oh, so many. If, yeah. if, if Taylor Swift writes one more song about her relationship and breaking up on, on a bus. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I know. Okay. Can we talk? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. But, but I think what makes her songs is not so much the lyrics, but how is the compositions of the tunes, you know? Because um, yes. all the lyrics, one way or another, they're all kind of about the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, it is. Just in a different way, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah not, I'm not a Taylor Swift expert or a big fan or I mean I don't really, I don't know I, I, she's good just I don't tune into pop music so I don't really know but so I'm speaking just off the cuff here but you know um okay but what I find is that is that many many songs are about re- love relationships or just relationships gone south you know going, going yeah or or yeah. being attracted to this person and where that could go you know and they all seem to be so many songs seem to be about that same message and that same thing I tend to be just a happy guy, and I, I just who I am. Um, did, did, you know, I look up. I, I just can sit outside, and look at the sky, and be very, very happy. Just loving life, loving every breath I take, loving the experience of the world, loving to make a difference in the lives of other people. And I could be walking down the street and saying, "Life is good." Do, 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 do. I'm happy today. Do, do, do. It's true. I can sit down and write a song. Yeah, I just can't see what well, you know. Right, sit down, taking a tablet out, and writing a song because I'm so happy. Do, 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 do. I'm so happy. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, this is an idea, you know. Listen, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, that's already been done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So oh what am goodness. I going to say? And I can't write about this. I mean, am I like a relationship perfect for me? And never, no, the, the issues to work out here and there. But yeah, you know, except with yours, of course, you know, which is, you know, that's pretty perfect. But um, <laughs> you know, the the um, um, but so so I I don't have a whole lot to say. If you have anything to say. You know, I just don't have a lot to say. Isn't that strange coming from me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Andy, why don't you just go through some of your shows and take some of your commentary, and here's your song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if that's the case, if you're like really, which you are, a happy person, like I said, you remind me of a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Like a happy world, happy land that you live in is awesome. But if you if you then struggle to find something to write about, how do you find a way to write a song for you? Do you just pick a subject and just go for it, or no, no, the subjects come out. Like I've got this song which hasn't been studio recorded yet. That's getting a lot. It's through the years. It got a lot of attention. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll play it on the show. I don't know if I can get it to play today maybe i'll figure that out if, okay. anyway uh but okay. it's called some like the rain it's andy kimball and there's several versions of it floating around mostly from live concerts or studio performances uh but oh, never what? never done inside this you know sit down recording studio here's the record here's the song and yeah. here's how the song came about i got finished a tour this is back in uh early 90s early maybe no not early 90s mid to late 90s and um i landed back in the pat crash pad in new york and um, Sue, who's my wife and my girlfriend at the time, reminded me that I had a radio interview scheduled on WBAI in New York that night. Or, or wait, am I thinking it was in Philadelphia and WXPN that night? Oh, I forget cool. the station. It's one okay. of those two stations, both both NPR you know, radio stations. And I don't remember if this is New York or Philly off the top of my head. I have to think about it. But anyway, the point being, I had a radio interview. And uh, and I just okay. got finished from the, from a tour, a lot of dates, a lot of guitar, you know, a lot, of bam, 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 just a lot. And, and it was raining, you know. Got back to to New York City, driving down the, the you know one of the freeways there, and made my way into Manhattan, this place to park, you know, carrying my guitars up the, you know, uh, so walk up four, four four flights up flat, um, get there, ready to crash, bam, and I got reminded, oh, you got a radio interview. Remember, you promised whatever. I forget. It may have been Gene Shea and WXPN in Philadelphia. Anyway, yeah. you have a uh, radio interview. And I'm like, oh, man. I, no, it was New York. So I remember driving in Manhattan. It was New York. So, <laughs> God. Anyway, um, so I'm like, oh, man, I just wanted to cancel. She says, no, you got to do this, man. Go ahead and do it. You know, bam, bam, bam. You have a new record come out. You got to go do it, promote it and all this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. So um, get in the car and drive back, you know, from the Upper West Side. Uh, down to the Lower West Side or Midtown Manhattan in my car. It's raining out pretty good, you know, like a pretty steady, not not a heavy rain, but but a pretty steady drizzle. Yeah. And yeah. I just didn't feel like doing it. I was ready to crash on the couch, put on the TV, just hang out, you know, to kick my shoes off and hang out, you know. And yeah. um, that's what I really wanted to do, you know. Like if there was a fireplace, I'd like to – I think there was a fireplace. Anyway, that's what I wanted to do. Light the fire and <laughs> stay home. So there I'm in my car with with my guitar – and not wanting to go to work again. You know, I'm done. And the winter whippers are on. And I'm watching the winter whippers go back and forth. Bam, 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 bam. And I said to myself, there's a song there. 
There's a song there. And this, then I thought, you know, some people like the sunshine and some people actually enjoy the rain. Some like the rain. Oh, I love both. Seriously. Right. And, and, yeah. and the word and the line was, some like sunshine, some just like the rain. And then a whole song, like, bam, like, like, boom, yeah. just, just flushed into my body. It overcame my body. The whole song, everything, the entire song, from soup to nuts. Oh, oh. boom, just like that. Like, boom. And I physically felt it. I felt the whole tune in the car, yeah. driving, right? I knew how I, I was going to play it. I knew what shape I was going to use in the guitar. I knew where, where the verses were, what, what the courses, the whole, everything. Bam. Wow. Like, like, like there was a, 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 like a, a song uh, a, angel or, or wizard that just waved the magic wand and boom. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Andy. Here's a song. You need it. Here it is. And so I got in the studio and I'm waiting because, you know, there's somebody else who something is another guest or whatever. And then they play a couple songs and my turn to come on live. And uh, boom, I come in. Andy Kimball's back with this. Andy, Ben, you know, live show, you know. Uh, and it's a you know, pretty strong, powerful NPR New York station. And, um, and we talked, you know, welcome back. Let's go back to your tour. But we talked about the guitar, about touring a little bit. Why don't you start us off with a song? And I play a song, you know, one of the tunes from my blues tunes that are kind of a signature song. Oh, man, that great guitar work. Da, da, da. We talked some more about some of the guitar work. Why don't you do another one for us? I said, okay, this is a new one. <laughs> this, this, this is a new song. And I played some Like the Rain for the very, very, very first time, having never played it, never done it, even on my own, in my head, oh, in, the, wow. in the car, played yeah. it for the first time on New York radio. And he was like, wow, wow. And, uh, and I didn't say much. I just said, yeah, thank you. It's a new tune. Thank you. You know, then we talked. I did, I did total three songs and another one. And, and bam. Uh, and when we got off the air, you know, he's playing a, a tune. And we talked a little bit off the air. He said, Andy, that new tune was great. What's it called? And I said, um, hmm, what's it called? Some Like the Rain. <laughs> so much. Our, uh, and I said, you have no idea how new that song was. He said, well, it was great. We loved it. Loved it. If it's, if it's not recorded yet, go, go record it. You got, that's a great song. And I've, to this date, and this is 20-some years later or whatever, and I've never recording studio to <gasps> record the, the, the in-stone version of that song. Um, oh, Andy. And it's called Some Like the Rain. And, and I, and it's, 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 I got to be honest with you, it's a good song. Mm. It's a real good song. And, yeah. um, and here, okay, so let's fast forward a few years later, okay? Now I'm playing a folk festival in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, main stage, Saturday afternoon, um, um, you know, main stage, Andy Kimball. Boom, I do, the, I do what I do. And the, the uh, MC, who is actually one of the producers of the famed Philadelphia Folk Festival, um, you, know, he, you know, after I'm finished, bam, you know, he says, Andy Kimball. And he says, Andy, I've got a message from you. From Gene Shea, and Gene Shea is the folk guru. This is a guy who brought Bob Dylan to Philadelphia, John Baez to Philadelphia, made so many folk careers in the in the business. So many um, people who have gone around, you know, since made international names for themselves. And Gene Shea hosted a show called The Folk Show in Philadelphia with Gene Shea, very well known folk personality. And and I thank him for being a very strong force uh, in my career out of the gate as well. So yeah, these this. So here I'm finishing my, my set on the stage, and the host says, we have an invite from you, Andy, if you care to do it. Gene Shea is back in a pavilion or a tent, whatever, doing a songwriter's workshop, and the message he gave me to, to give you was to please join him in the presentation of this workshop. 
And I said, wow, folks, should I do it? And the whole audience back there, yeah, well, yeah, go back there, you know, do it. It's okay. We'll get back there. And, of course, the place, you know, it was really cool. It was really cool having people yeah. point. So, uh, so I walk into the room, uh, the big tent where Gene Che is presenting this, and he says, Andy Kimball, thanks for joining us. Da, da, da. He says, you're just in time because the, the, the discussion is, have you ever written a song, maybe even recorded it? And as you evolve as a songwriter and performer, that song that you did begins to change and manifest into something else. And, and yeah. I, play, I mean, you know, my I play every time I play a show. I do songs differently every single time. That's 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 what I do. I never play a song the same way because I I just make it up on stage as I go along. I have no, you know, right. That's so so, cool. uh, so I said, um, and I this is totally off the fly. I said, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I, you know, when you, now that you think about it, and uh, let me think of a song here. And then somebody so I played some like the rain, and somebody said, hey, how about some like the rain? And um, I said, sure, let's, let's see how we can change that song, keep, keep the integrity and the emotion of the song the same, but change the presentation of it and thereby change how it lands. Like you think right. I know what I'm talking about. I don't. So, <laughs> so, so, so I go from a song which is an E, and I take the E, I make it a drop D, and change the song totally, and it went over really well. And people who heard me do both versions say, wow. And then I went for a, a period of a couple of years playing the song with that new drop D way of playing it. Totally changed it, right? Yeah. And this past year, I changed it back. I said, yeah, okay, that's, I want to go back to playing it the way it was written. Okay. So this is the question, and I do that now. And then when I perform it now in my current shows, it's, it's how it was pretty much, you know, I change it here and there, but pretty much how I originally wrote it, how I originally did it on the radio that first time. And so... The question becomes for songwriters out there, and it's kind of cool how this show is becoming about songwriting and music. That's kind of cool because um, we never know. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, it's um, true. But isn't it cool to be able to dive into a song, either whether it be your song or, or maybe even another singer-songwriter's tune, and, and you begin to play that song and play it and express it, how it means something to you, and thereby you know, not, not the person who wrote it, what it meant to them when they recorded it, but what's it mean to you when you're performing it and change it accordingly to what it means to you and thereby changing how it oh, does yeah. to your audience. Yeah. And be able to do that on stage, on the fly. Just that's go up there and a, boom. a form of remixing in a sense because you are just changing the whole energy of it by imprinting your own energy into somebody else's work yeah. and making it yours. Um, not yeah. to own and say, I own this song, but yours in the sense of, this is how it means to me, like you said. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. incredible to be able to do something like that. And just and, and when you and you when you compose, there's so many components into your music. There's so much going mm-hmm. on. For and and so what you mostly do is you don't you can't go out on stage and or correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't go out on stage and perform what you do. You compose what you do in the studio, right? Yes, very much so. I'm not a, a performer. My passion has always been to get out what I feel in music yeah. because it's always mm-hmm. been there. I've had this since I was about five years old, Andy, this ache in me to just write and express what I feel in song lyrics and music. And um, yeah, I went for a stage of having a block and, and real, you know, uh, uh, no confidence in myself because I believed I had to create for everybody else, not myself. Right. So I was trying to create stuff that I thought everybody else wanted to hear, and I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do it. I didn't have the motivation or the right way to do that. 
And I was thinking, a, a, you know, um, a label would never pick me up because this isn't good enough and I'm not good enough and blah, 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 blah. And then I got to a stage where I guess I was facing myself more and my abilities and what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, like I said to you on previous shows, you sit there and you write it for you. Don't focus on anybody else. Express what you want and feel in that moment and let it come out. See how it is. See what it's about and just play with it. And it's the most, I think, rewarding experience when you do that because you listen back and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I really feel this. I'm I'm, I'm thinking other people are going to connect with this. I did um, an instrumental track going back uh, huh. a good while ago called My Colors. And the song is half written. I can't finish the song. And I attempt, I'm going to attempt to do it um, more so now and approach it again to finish it mm-hmm. because I wanted so much for this to be expressed because the feeling still lingers in me to do this. And I listened mm. back to the track and I was like, yeah, this track's really good. And I, I uploaded it onto Facebook. I was thinking, okay, let's see what people think about this. And I left it there, left it you know, on my newsfeed, whatever. And a friend commented, and she got hold of me immediately. She said, Amanda. I was like, yes. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I've just heard your song. You have no idea how I needed to hear that. I was like, well, huh, that's blown me away because it's just an instrumental. I said, go, oh, please, you know, tell me more. She said, you know, I felt this, you know, I was in a bad place. But your music had so much energy and emotion. And it's literally shifted everything I was feeling inside and it's literally lift me up to a place that I couldn't even imagine to be at that point. Well, as you can imagine, I was absolutely buzzing because I was thinking, wow, that's how the song felt for me. But to have somebody else come back to you and say, hey, I feel it too, was just phenomenal. And so, yeah, I would really love to do something with it. And I think it would be great to do that. And so it's beautiful to know that that collection of sounds that you've created, that energy you poured into it, somebody else, and it moves them the same way it moves you. It's just, it's an incredible sure. feeling, isn't it? And, and, oh, yeah. yeah. And you are, you are a really accomplished keyboard player. And I guess you to do what you do, you need to, you need to be able to play the piano, I guess. Am I right? Well, there's a difference between playing a piano and a keyboard. I mean, they're fairly um, the same... Um, same uh, similar structure but because you've got more keys and variation on a piano you have to learn to play a piano differently than you do a keyboard and there's all sorts of other functions of course you've got to learn with being on a keyboard as well so um i'm more of a, a keyboard player yes i've always wanted to play uh-huh. the piano i never got the opportunity to do it um i want to own a piano one day and just pour my heart into that and see what other creative uh-huh. extensions i can have by playing the piano and then using it on a keyboard when I'm creating my music in, in the lab, as they say, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, see what comes out. But I, I'm not as advanced as most people think, darling. I, I literally taught myself everything I know and wow. um, just have fun doing it, you know, and seeing what I can create. And if it takes me a little longer than some people, because some people are more established than myself, that's okay. I'll keep trying. I'll keep learning. I'll keep picking up techniques that I'm, I'm finding online or I could even go to somebody and say, hey, can you help me get better? So, you know, those possibilities are there, but I, I do what I can with what I got. And, yeah, yeah I could put it's, more effort in, definitely. Well, you're, uh, you, you've got some great uh, things going for you there. So, so 
uh, music. You, I mean, you're really, really good compositions, and, and I want to. Uh, where, where can our uh, audience tune in hear your music? What, what, what would you recommend? Because I, re- I really want them well, to do that. I really, I really do. So, oh, thank but, you so much. Yeah. Um, well, the, the biggest and main platform is YouTube. I've got literally, guys. I've only got two songs that are floating there in the YouTube world uh, under Amanda Love Music. And the quickest way to find the, the tracks is I've labeled them A L M for short for Amanda Love Music. So it's spelled right. like Elm and then Dash and then the name of the song, which is This Love. And the other one is Highway to Heaven. They're the two main ones. That oh, I, I love I that. We, we, played that. we played that on the show. We played that on the show. Thank it's a great you. Song. Yes, there yeah. was. Yeah. 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 I got loads in the works that I'm trying to finish amongst everything else. And I really want to get them out there in the world too. So I shall so, keep so everyone up. The YouTube, you just look under Amanda Love. Is that, is that how you do it? Amanda Love Music. But if they put in A-L-M for short, they uh-huh. should find the, the song straight away. So, okay. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's take that down, folks, because uh, we're, we're Amanda, who's my co-host here on the – she's the Amanda of the uh, – uh, Andy and Amanda show just to be straight. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Amanda. She she is. Um, <laughs> Although we have questioned that because we do think alike quite often. We? We, we, yeah, like we we, we, we that's quite often. We we are interchangeable for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, but you need to check out uh, her music because uh, you know it's she's very talented and and great composer and, and and because she composes using synths and keyboards and so there's so much going on in her music and she does such a great job. She she does she can't get out and perform and tour and record like like us you know I take my guitars out and bang you know um, so the best way to find her music is is just that go to YouTube Amanda Love Music or ALM Dash yeah. Music I've and got check Facebook yeah. and I've got Instagram and um, the obviously you can't really appreciate the music on there as much obviously I share YouTube videos to Facebook but they don't have their own mm-hmm. ability to do anything so yes YouTube's always the best way to go. And just check out social media for any updates. But yeah, so thank you for that for that plug in. That, that, that's well, awesome. It's it's well deserved. Well deserved. Oh bless you. And yeah, guys, you need to come on check out Andy as well if you haven't done so already. I'd be surprised yeah. if you hadn't because <laughs> he's awesome. I've purchased oh. a few of his songs myself. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. I did. You. You're hey. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. shocked that I picked her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Quite often, darling. Quite often. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, do you know um, there's you were you weren't with us on our uh, what day would that have been? Um, what's today? Monday. Yeah. So you know um, we had uh, Bob Kimmel on our show on Monday, who was the uh, yeah. Former director of NBC Radio News, and prior to that was at CBS Radio in Philadelphia, and had to sit down with Jimmy Hoffa, a lunch meeting with Jimmy Hoffa, and uh, recorded it, and we played it on our show Monday. How, it was so cool! It was so, it was so much fun. So it, was, it was a good one. Cool. Yeah, definitely, He's definitely a very guy. cool. Oh, it was a cool show, so cool. And and we talked about. Uh, as a news guy, he's retired from doing. It. He's still involved with a local uh, paper in New York, but he has, you know, it's his major um, news um, uh, careers. He's retired, you know, semi-retired, I should mm. say. Um, yeah. But we did, as a, as a, you know, pretty formidable news person, um, what his take was on the uh, January sixth uh, attempted coup, you know, the insurrection. Uh, if it's ever going to land on Donald Trump's 
lap is 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 this i mean there's so you know it's kind of like you circle around you know if you throw a marble and a spinning thing and the marble goes on the outside then it goes closer and closer to the hole in the middle you know down the down the down the hole in the middle you know as this thing spins around it slows yeah and the marble goes and then down the drain like water going down the toilet kind of thing you know yeah they're circling around to me it's circling and circling and circling eventually um you know, I I think this thing has to land on Donald Trump's lap. You know, one problem for the Justice Department with everything that's coming out right now and every all yeah. these witnesses and videos and testimony, you know, yeah. under oath, honest to God testimony from from his own appointed and hired employees, his own aides, you know, people mm. who work with him and for him and by his side. Um, but it seems that a big problem, it seems to me anyway, for the Justice Department is that it has to try to be everywhere all at once with all this stuff. You know, it, right. it's got to yeah. begin to kind of, you know, hone in on the enormous number of people in the in the mob, so to speak, um, that A, overround the Capitol, uh, and B, who were giving him advice who weren't really qualified to because those who he really hired his own attorneys and his own aides repeatedly told him that he lost the election there's no evidence yeah. everything he's saying um so where the prosecutors put most of their resources during you know i guess the attorney general merrick garland's first year in office is <laughs> whoa what a what a first year uh, <laughs> yeah. i know you know the January 6th yeah. hearings have made clear that DOJ really has to simultaneously pursue the pressure campaign used uh, to try to persuade um, Mike Pence, you know, to to somehow don't don't do this, Mike. Yeah. Don't don't certify the elections. You know, put it off. Don't do it. And 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 fake and and put in fake electors, false, fake electors. A yeah. scheme, implement them, and take the word for it that Trump won the election, not what the American people wanted, not what the American people voted for. Um, and they also have to look into the militia members indicted for, you know, seditious conspiracy, you know, and that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's huge. Um, and then also the witness who ignored congressional subpoenas, they have to look at that. Yeah. They have to look at, at Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and others, uh, uh, Jeff, what's his name, Baker, uh, or, um, you know, so many people, and they have to be. Yeah. They have to be so many places all at once. Yeah. You know, and 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 the lawyers, supposed lawyers, now have been disbarred, uh, who need to be held accountable for criminal behavior, like Rudy Giuliani, right. the once attorney, former mayor of New York, who is who cleaned up New York City. This guy, Republican, Democrat, well, he's Republican, but but so well admired and so well respected for the job he did in New York and got in New York out of 9-11. I mean, this guy was riding high, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Yes. And what the hell happened to him? Power? Close to, you know, being close to the president? I don't know. Man, did, and now he's disbarred. Now he ends his career in utter disgrace. Yeah, he should have gotten out of, you know, retired from being mayor and lived to, you know, go into private practice and called it a day. Written a book, you know, maybe written a book, you know, done done a book tour, a book signing. And this guy today would still be so high, you know, it doesn't matter what his political affiliation was. He would have been so highly regarded, you know, what what a shame, what a shame, you know, but anyway. Uh, and now, now he gives, uh, you know, his, his, I'll never forget the press coverage in front of the porn star, uh, shop where his hair dye was running down his face. 
Watching and take you know listening to what's going on, they they expose the lawyers' misconduct uh, to everybody who cared to tune in. Um, That's an appropriate increasing... place to be exposed, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know, but it's, it's <laughs> become increasingly it, it's become increasingly very obvious that the Justice Department was already focused on these bad actors uh, who were operating close, uh, you know, well, hovering around yeah. the president and. Uh, and in direct contact with Trump at the time. The Justice Department is reportedly now pursuing whether, um, you know, Sidney Powell, for example, was involved in funding the insurrection and has um, seized Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani's phones and raided his house, and other, Jeffrey Clark's house, and John Eastman. You know, they're, they're honing yeah. in and raiding these folks at, at dawn hours. You know, these folks were coming out of their home in their pajamas. Um, and you know something? The Justice Department doesn't raid people's personal residences and at dawn unless they know. They know they got something. You know, they, oh, they know. You know, they just, yeah. they just don't. They just don't. Um, it's very true. Yeah. Ah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's getting thick and fast, isn't it? And I'm so eager to know where this is going. It's... um. September, isn't it, that we're going to find some yeah, real kind of answers? And, and also, uh, I guess you, you, we've talked about it, that uh, Jamie Raston, uh, uh, yeah, Jamie Raston, the um, very outspoken um, congressman um, who was involved in the congressional hearings and was also leading the uh, the impeachment uh, number two uh, regarding yeah. Trump's involvement, is coming on. Jamie Raskin, this is what I say, Raskin, Raskin, excuse me, um, is coming on our show in uh, in September, and we look forward to uh, a discussion with him. We might come on earlier, but we have a busy schedule coming up in August. We have some time off coming up here. I got Philadelphia Folk Fest and some other things happening in August, and I know Cornell's going to be traveling, uh, who's our, who coordinates the show. Um, so August is is is, is busy, and, and also a lot of people take vacations in August. And he's a major uh, a, a major player in Congress, and a, a major player in the in the General Electric's investigative committee. And we want to to have as many people tuning into the show as possible when he comes on board. So we're thinking Absolutely. September September might be a, a good time for that. But uh, that's going to be a great it's show. It's true. And, and, true uh, honor to have him on the show. Absolutely. Very yeah, blessed. And the show, yeah, and the show is going to be uh, billed as a conversation with Jamie Raskin. Um, uh, so that'll be kind of cool. You know, it's not going to be question and answer. Good. We will we will be taking phone calls. People will be able to call in um, and and ask him questions. But the main uh, thrust of the his appearance on our show is going to be you know a typical Andy and Amanda show. I better not say typical. It will be a uh, <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know. Doctor Ruth is going to be asking some questions. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will be, you know, in, in how we do things. Let me put it that way uh, on our show, which is more when we have special guests on, and we had many, uh, is more of a discussion, a conversation, getting people involved, all about life, about what they do, about how they do it, and uh, and look forward to that uh, to that on our show. That'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my goodness, it's so exciting, isn't it? Though, and uh, you do remember. Uh, remember, you remember George Floyd, who was killed by a police officer, and uh, by, yes, yeah. very much okay, so. No. Uh, the uh, other police officers who were involved—one, um, 
was standing by preventing people from interfering and the other had his legs uh, put his weight on George Floyd's legs yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, where Chauvin had his knee in his neck. Uh, these two other officers were finally sentenced. Um, so everybody involved in that was now going to jail. Um, J. Alexander Koenig and Tao Thao, I think it's T-O-U-T-H-A-O. I'm not pronouncing it probably, so forgive me for that. But those are two former Minneapolis police officers who were convicted of federal charges in the fatal arrest of George Floyd were now sentenced to three years and three and a half years, respectively, in prison. So, um, wow. So they're all now in jail. So, good. Wow. Good thing. Yes. Good thing. Justice has been served. Yes. Um, and I'm sure there are those out there who believe not quite. I'm sure they have different ideas of what the justice is for them in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. at least they did something or have done something about it. And yeah. It was such an awful and tragic situation. In a way, and this has been brought up, I'm sure, you know, beyond our conversation, but in a way, I remember the uh, officer standing by, um, I remember I remember the guy standing by next to Floyd uh, and uh, not doing anything while Floyd was being murdered. Um, but he, he is was a junior, you know, and these, these two other officers who I just spoke of yeah. were junior to Derek Chauvin, who killed Floyd. Um and respected their senior officer, and I guess, you know, they're new cops for the most part. Um, mm. But, okay. you know, so the the line is, okay, they're new junior officers. He's really the boss guy here. We're subservient to him. But then the human element should kick in and say, whoa, I don't care if this guy's a senior cop to me or not. This poor dude's ne- he's got his knee on this poor dude's neck. He, this, guy, this guy can't breathe. Yo, dude, off. You know, forget the fact that you're a cop. Just be yeah. a person here for a minute. And listen to what everybody's saying around you. Listen to all the people who are videotaping this and scream, get off him, get off him. You know, he's killing him. I can't breathe. Da-da-da. Anyway, yeah. so uh, one part of me says, yeah, they got to go to jail. The other part of me says, they're Officers, and I don't know how it works, but orders from your senior officers when you're on duty is I don't really know how it works. I mean, they, 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 they're going to jail because they failed as human beings. Yeah, that, that's very true. That's a great way mm-hmm. of putting it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very anyway, true. So that's all done. Everybody's going to jail. I mean, it's a shame it happened, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's over. I mean, it's not over. It will never be over. Discrimination will never be over. We are a racist society, no matter how many people deny it. But uh, it will never be over. Yeah. Of yeah. course, the the other big thing that's being talked about at the moment is um, the the rising COVID cases with the new variant and people being safe with that. Of course, the smallpox situation and the monkeypox and uh, yeah. yes, it's. I, I think right now the the chaos is just sticking fast, isn't it, in every direction. It is. Um, I, I mean, we've had a lot going on in this world in my short time of being here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to reveal my age because that make me feel better. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, when I think about it, and I think back to the past, I can't remember it being as bad as this all at once. Yes, we've no. had some real crazy things happen, sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the way everything is right now, it's like I don't know how to about a lot of things. I don't know what to focus on. 
And um, I'm sure everybody feels the same. Somehow it just throws you off balance and you, you try to find the right things to, to keep you on balance, whether it's work, family, relationships, or whatever it may be, just to try and uh, maintain, as they say. And I just I just think my head could be in a spin if I actually stop and think about it too much. So I try not to. <laughs> I try not to think about it. <laughs> Um, but it is I, I, great to be able to share on, on the show certain things. Yes, it, it is. And again, folks, if you want to share, uh, get on the show, like we're about to take uh, join somebody here right now. Our number is 515-605-9888. And our friend and show coordinator from Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, is on board now. Cornell, is that you? You're on board here now? Hey, man. I'm staying kind of I'm sick and tired of you guys talking about Trump and this. I'm sitting there riding around in my goddamn car, drinking me a, 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 a Corona beer, whatever, Corona beer, and y'all always drunk this, drunk that. I'm kind of goddamn tired of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, you go angry and the man that, whoever it is, I'm sick and tired of you. I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to enjoy my corn up here and just relax. But every time I get on this goddamn show, y'all always talking about goddamn Trump. Y'all just got this goddamn bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? I'll come up to that goddamn radio station and do something to you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because we down here, we love our fucking Trump, and Trump rules. You get me? You get me? Oh my god. Oh my god. Too funny. You are too funny. That's too good. I'm doing Too great, good. man. Get the hell. I was listening. I just wanted to come in, you know. <laughs> God. Too funny. Oh, you are too funny. Well, I bet you know, there are some people who have that opinion, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are. We've had yeah, yeah, yeah. from time to time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what I wonder? What's that? I wonder this. Because we've had folks that, you know, during the presidential campaign and during the, the uh, promotion of the big lie and blah, 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 and all this, we've had occasional callers, not too often, but we've had callers that come in who are, are, are more, very, more conservative, shall we say, and follow Trump and think that uh, he won the election and uh, live there, uh, far and few between now, more, more so a while back. But um, I wonder if, if because we tend more to speak I mean, in reality, we do tend to, to call it the way it is. I mean, we, you know, truth is the truth, yeah. and we say what is the truth and what is fact. And, yeah. you know, we, we have fun with the conspiracy stuff and the lie, and we, you know, we, we talk, we have fun with all that. But, but we really are more, you know, honed into the reality of what is going on in the world and what, what's going on in politics yep. and the news. And, and I wonder, and because of that, you know, we tend to be probably perceived as being more of a of a left leaning show. You know, uh, I have yeah. no doubt that people feel that way. Yeah, of course. And, and, and it, it, if that is the case, then so be the case, because again, it's more of a commitment to the truth than it is to leaning left or right in politics. Yeah, and you know let's I mean? face it, guys. I'm I'm, I'm in the UK, yeah. and I've never really, you know, dedicated my time to following every single step of the way. 
the politics there in the U.S. It's mm. only been since being on this show that we've discussed it more, and I've op- it's opened my world more to politics and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, from and and people will know from my point of view, my genuine opinions come from just not feeling comfortable with Trump. It's nothing to do with one party yeah. or the other. It's literally about what one person can do and how they come across and how they present themselves as a human being. That's always mm-hmm. been the case for me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've changed parties here in the UK several times. I voted Labour in the past, oh. Conservative, you know, Liberal Democrats, yeah. you name it. So, um, Amanda, on Monday, Cornell, uh, Cornell stepped in for you on Monday, and Cornell and I did a show together on Monday. Um, Fantastic. And, and part of I should find this and see if I can play it for you. We called a representative, a congressional con- congressman from Florida, Matt Gates's office on Monday. Remember Cornell? Yeah. And and yeah. the reason why we called is um, God. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe I'll play it for you. Even though we played it on Monday, you, you this would have absolutely. I was thinking of you when when the, so. Got it. Give me a second here, guys. Say something. When I find this this audio clip, I want to play. Okay. Dude, Ready? Dude, dude, Something. Oh, just talk. Yeah. We have um um yeah, uh, Matt Gates giving a yeah, here 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 you gotta hear this. Hey Mr. I like the way that you talk to me about. I like the way that you talk to me about. Wrong, uh, wrong, 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 wrong. Clip. I, I got him. Here it is. Here's the clip. Matt Gates, Congress, uh, giving, uh, speaking at a rally. Here we go. Everybody say orgasm loud. No, not really. no. Oh no, wrong one. Here it is. I got, I got it now for real. Here it is. Wait. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. You got to pick a fucking car, too. Oh, shoot. Now, uh, wait yeah. a minute. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andy. One of those. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm getting close. Here we go. Here we go. Got it. I found it. This is for real. Okay, so Matt Gates is uh, speaking to a, at a rally, all right, and uh, mm-hmm. regarding the Supreme Court decision on overturning Roe v. Wade. And, you won't, oh, okay. and this prompted us to call his office. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Here we go. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. These people are odious on the inside and out. They're like 5'2", 350 pounds, and they're like, give me my abortions or I'll get up and march and protest. And I'm thinking, march? You look like you got ankles weaker than the legal reasoning behind Roe versus Wade. A few of them need to get up and march. They need to get up and march for like an hour a day. Swing those arms. Get the blood pumping. Maybe mix in a salad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a United States wow. elected congressman from the state of Florida, Amanda. Very sad. Unprofessional. Don't even get me started. Oh, my goodness. That Can is shocking. Are you Absolutely shocked or, or are you are you floored? I mean, are you laying down? I mean, on, on, on. Yeah. I could say something. I'm choosing not to right now. I think it would be sensible not to. Um, well, you know what? You know, I think what you just said is very important. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm stunned. Honestly, I thought it was a joke to start with. How can someone stand up like that and express those things about people so personally? Attack people like that. What people right who do are pro, pro-choice. Women who are pro-choice are 5'2 and fat. That's disgusting. That's absolutely disgusting. I am disgusted. So wow. we called Matt Gates's office. Oh, office. wonderful. Okay. How did it go? And, and, and Cornell, how did I do in that phone call? Did, a, did an awesome job. And he, he was very professional. I was kind of scared, but Andy was very professional. Because I knew, I thought Andy was going to go off. But I was like, no, Andy's a professional guy. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. We, we call, and, and, and uh, I, I tactfully uh, told him what I thought of him. I, I want him to come on the show. You know, we, we, we invited him on the show. Republicans um, love it. Yeah. Um, because we want him to explain himself. And I think he needs to explain himself. Yeah. You know, um, so I doubt uh, he'll come on the show. I doubt he'll come on. I doubt very yeah. much he'll come on. Yeah. I doubt it too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He. He's. Uh, I also he's, happen to call him a lightweight. Okay. And I have said that. So I would like to take that back. He's really not that much of a lightweight. There's only one other individual in government that has shocked me as much as that, and we all know who that is. So. Yeah, of uh, of wow. Yeah. Unreal. Um, I hope I those wanted... who heard that didn't take. Yeah. So seriously, the way he was intending it to be taken, because that's heartbreaking. Oh, oh, he was. Yeah, he was serious. Yeah. He was, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll follow up on that. We'll see if anybody else talked about it or wrote about it, and we'll we'll, we'll pick that up on, on Friday's show. Uh, one thing I think I want to touch upon. I know we got to go here in a few minutes, but um, the Fed in the United States uh, had it rolled out another um, three-quarter percent rate hike. Like if you're looking okay. to buy a house or boat, plane, whatever, finance anything or borrow money, you're about to pay a whole lot more interest. And, you know, and, I, and we talked, you know, a couple of shows ago or so about what is the correlation between the Fed raising interest rates on their remedy to somehow damper a, an inflation and recession. Um, yeah. What we got to do, and I was thinking about this, and what, what we got to do is remember when the, you know, when we first got the pandemic and everybody we locked down around the world, you know, and nobody's doing anything, nobody's buying anything. And the Fed rolled out a series of emergency measures to support the economy, um, which included reducing interest rates to, I think, close to zero or zero itself, which made it almost, you know, they can borrow money for free, right? Yeah. Um, but well, that easy money policy encouraged spending by households and businesses and, you know, you know people go out and, you know, wow, I can borrow for free uh, and buy things. It, it fueled inflation because um, what happens when, more people are out there buying manufacturer and distributors to what to the prices. Hey, I'll increase my my prices, right? Yeah. And and that that has something to do with contributing to to a kind of overheated, overrated economy. But now the economy is no longer in need of that low interest rate from the Fed because you know, I mean, we still are dealing, as you said earlier, we're dealing with COVID and different variations of COVID, blah, 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 although it's not taking the lives it once did, of course. And people are yeah. not wearing masks. That that might change, by the way. That's another topic of discussion. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, but the central bank has been taking steps to remove kind of like that um, 
that punch ball, you know, go up, buy, 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 and slow down the economy by hiking interest rates. And I think that's what this is all about. And um, what we're looking at right now is uh, overnight is uh, changing the federal loan rate from 2.25% to 2.50%, which is the highest it's been since December of 2018. Right. Um, and you figure if you go back over about 30 years, right around there, the Fed has influenced its benchmark interest rate up or down by an average of 25 uh, basis points, up and down, you know, about 25 yep. points, preferring yeah. to steer the economy at low speed, you know. But, um, you know, this what's going on now, I mean, around the world, right? Amanda, it's not just here. And, and that's why no, I want to make right. it clear. Men make clear, Joe Biden has nothing to do with Cheerios costing more. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with it. Nothing. Zero. It is not his, he is not the cause of this. And if Republicans get in, it's not going to magically disappear, folks. You don't, no. don't believe lies. Don't believe what people are telling you on, on that side, telling you, oh, Biden is horrible. Oh, look, what, look at the economy. Look what it was under Trump. Oh, look what it was under Trump. Anyway, um, surging inflation really has compelled the central bank, you know, the Federal Reserve, which is independent of Joe Biden, last month to implement a rate hike of three times its normal size, you know, huge, which is the first time they yeah. ever did that since like the mid-90s, the first, I think, 94-ish or somewhere around there. Um, right. That's the first time they ever did that. Uh, a 75 basis point increase, you know, point eight, three quarter percent. Woo! But Wednesday's rate <laughs> hike represents the first time in modern federal history that the central bank has raised interest rates by um, 75 points, basis points, you know, three quarter percent, twice in yeah. a row. That's like huge. So if anybody wants to yeah. get a mortgage now, or if anybody has a mortgage based on the prime rate, you know, a floating mortgage, holy smokes, are they in for a shot? Yes. And, and the question now is whether the Fed will be able to remove the punch without ending the the party, you know, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a balancing act. Yeah. yeah. So not, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I took some economics courses back in school. I never really went for it. You never really, you know, people come in, they, the professors come in and draw lines on the board, uh, demand, supply, this, that, and all these curves and all these curves. I'm like, what are you, you what are you an artist or are you, uh, if, I don't know, what are you doing there? <laughs> curves are going all over the place on the boards. So and I'm looking at a piece of artwork. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> that was pretty. You know. So, so yeah. needless to say, I didn't make it as an economic student. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, oh. But it's, yeah. it's good for everybody in the music world because, you know, you've got less than the But the Federal Reserve Chairman, who was a guy by the name of Jerome Powell, has said the biggest risk to the economy now would be the uh, persistent inflation, not an economic downturn. Uh, and I, I agree. I agree. So we'll yeah. have to see what happens. If, if they, if hopefully, and I see what they do. I, it makes sense in a way. If you make it harder to, to borrow money, then you can't spend as much. If you can't spend as much and you reduce what you buy, then manufacturers, distributors, property owners, jet manufacturers, yacht brokers, blah, 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 will have to reduce the prices to entice you to come buy their product. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know? Wow. So, unless somebody's in a position... Yeah, and, and and this doesn't just apply here, because what we're experiencing is a, is a global, a frightening global inflation. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and Mandy, when you were in Mexico, how, what was it like there in terms of just going to the store and buying things? What, did you see it in Mexico? Yes, there's definitely inflation in Mexico. There were certain things, certain products that went up in price, I noticed, in the short time I was there. And mm-hmm. also, the price of an avocado was ridiculous, that people were stopping buying avocados. They were like charging several dollars for one avocado. Same here. Same here. And wow. it's like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, when I first yeah. got there, you could buy them and it was a really good price. And then right. boom, within those six months of me being there, ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, a box so, of Cheerios, six, six dollars or so. I mean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be kidding. I don't eat breakfast cereal anymore, but I'm just, you know, noting going through the aisles. You gotta be kidding me. I mean, it's just, you know, I, yeah. I, everything is up. I mean, everything is up. Even, Anyway, Debbie Dimples. Debbie Dimples. You know, she gets around. She does. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what she's charging these days, but man, it ain't what it used to be. The old, good old days. You know what I'm saying? You used to be able to go down. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if there is inflation in that department, too. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. But they're trying, they're trying to negotiate with various parties and bring prices down. As you know, we negotiated with the Taliban. Yeah, he's still doing his thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here you go but, again, no. talking about that goddamn Trump. <laughs> I am so surprised. Goddamn shit. Listen, over with the goddamn show. You're perfectly all blind and all that stuff, but I came right through. I'm sitting here driving in my car again. It grew great with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I guess we got to wrap it up, guys. Oh, time has flown. That's crazy. Mm. Wow. Hey, uh, okay. Mm, I hate to say goodbye. Bye-bye. I hate long goodbyes. I hate, I hate long oh, goodbyes. that's so sad. Goodbye. But I think what we'll do is we'll end the show with some hopping you know, invigorating, oh, exciting. Yeah. Get out, get out of your chair and get those dancing shoes on. Some buckwheat zydeco to finish our show today. But let's get out of here, Cornell. Thanks for calling in, man. And we'll try to make Friday's show more interesting for you. I promise. Uh, we'll do our best. Uh, we're we're back here Friday, 6 p.m. in New York and 11 p.m. in the UK and 3 p.m. in uh, in California, wherever time it is in the world. Remember, please call in, folks. Don't be shy. We know you're out there listening. Uh, 515-605-9888. A lot of you listen on the podcast on iHeartRadio and in Spotify and in Alexa and Google Chrome and all these different news uh, podcast outlets, uh, so many of them. We thank all those platforms for providing our live radio show on their podcast streams as a podcast. We are produced as a live call-in show, but we do appreciate you listening to the show, whether you listen to us live or later on. When we're Wait a minute. Listen to us live or post to what? Wait a minute. I said... I think I'm out right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whether you're listening yes. to the live show or the recorded show, how's that? That's better. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. You got that? Yeah. 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 Stop and don't trust. Oh. Oh. What are you talking about? I don't know. Caller. I don't know. Caller. Oh. Okay. Okay. Open lines. Open lines. I see. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gloria. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh. I can't believe it's nearly Friday already. It's this week has flown fast. This it's summer, this week, not the whole summer is just blasting. Blast. Actually, yes, like, you're right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It really has. Yeah. I I can't keep up. Seriously, can't keep up. Mm. And uh, all this chaos is not helping. Certainly. What is one to do? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess we should think about scooting out of here and start thinking about Friday's show. Oh, I hear Buckwheat's out of control in the background. Now let's get out of here, man, and take the trouble to everybody Friday. Okay, I'm going to ask my amazing co-host, I'm Kim Bull in California, Hollywood. Myself and Mandela here in the UK, and our wonderful, amazing coordinator, Cornell Butler. We love you guys, thanks for joining us. Join us again on Friday, a great week, and we will see you then. Enjoy the stream. You bet, folks. We'll see you now. Take care. Buckwheat and Zydeco. Take care.